Get ready for a new episode of KP Talks Dollars and Cents. Learn financial literacy and get real-time updates on all things housing, finance, and real estate with your host, Kevin Perenio. As an owner and C-level executive for 20-plus years in finance, KP is here to serve you with all of his knowledge and experience. Whether you're a broker, realtor, or just interested in the economy, this is the podcast for you. So let's get started. Here's your host, Kevin Perenio. KP coming to you live from Costa Rica, Pura Vida. Hey! All right, I'm gonna get in the mix. Here we go. Here we go. We're coming live. be my craziest intro to a video yet. We are in uh, Costa Rica. We're at the Andaz property and uh, it's in Guanacaste, which is one of the seven provinces here. Pura Vida, pure life. That's like they're saying here. So hopefully you enjoyed that intro. You know, I like to have fun when I'm on the road with these LinkedIn videos. Um, not too much craziness going on in the markets. Unless of course you have a non-QM lock. And um, I wanted to explain what's going on in that market. Um, you know, not necessarily defend lenders per se, but just discuss what's going on. You know, it's very similar to what happened two years ago during uh, the crash when um, there was severe dislocation in the secondary market. So um, a non-qualified mortgage, a non-QM mortgage was defined as such uh, by Dodd-Frank when uh, that legislation was passed. Subprime loans absolutely um, wrecked Fannie, Freddie, and Ginny, and everything that was going on. And Fannie and Freddie used to buy loans that were considered subprime, right? So in part of Dodd-Frank, what they did is they defined what is a qualified mortgage versus a non-qualified mortgage. So Fannie and Freddie and Ginny will buy qualified mortgages. By the way, it's really hot. You can't tell. Um, so when they buy these non-qualified mortgages, um, it's being done by the private sector now. It's no longer being done by Fannie and Freddie. So if you notice two years ago, when the market had its severe dislocation with the pandemic and the CARES Act, Fannie and Freddie had problems, but mostly because, um, you know, bars were given forbearance. And that was something that the FHFA had to stand up and get behind. And they were able to capitalize that. But a non-qualified mortgage, which has certain characteristics like, uh, you know, possibly interest only, maybe has a balloon payment, um, doesn't meet Fannie Freddie guidelines. For example, you could have a foreclosure today and buy a home tomorrow, and you could do a non-qualified mortgage. Of course, if the private company that's offering that mortgage offsets the risk with maybe more money down, higher FICO, whatever the case may be. So there's a lot of attributes that define a qualified mortgage versus non-qualified mortgage. And for what it's worth, Dodd-Frank worked. Dodd-Frank worked a couple years ago because the non-qualified mortgage market, non-QM markets, they're all now owned and backed and securitized privately. 
It protected Fannie, Freddie, and Ginny from any fallout from loans that were mixed up in the large securities together with a paper loans. So here we are two years later, a similar dislocation is going on. Remember, this is private money, okay? Not Fannie Freddie, backed by the explicit guarantee of our government, okay? This is private capital that decides whether to buy or not. So if you locked a loan at 5%, and you have all seen what's going on in the mortgage market with the 10-year, with treasuries, with mortgage-backed securities, universal mortgage-backed securities, and all those bonds and safe assets that are mortgage-backed assets, you see that they are going up in price. Well, there's some order in the A paper market when those things get bought and sold, even when we had as high an increase in rates as we had the last 90 days. Non-QM, different animal. If the large buyers behind the scenes and who, who whoever they are, you know, you could have private money, um, like for example, Goldman Sachs or PIMCO or, you know, even JP Morgan Chase, if they're buying those kinds of assets, they may say, yeah, I don't care, loan officer, that you locked your loan 30 days ago, yesterday, 45 days ago, 5%. We're not buying it. And they won't. And the market's dead. The market's dead like that. So the problem that these lenders in are in, okay, all the large non-QM lenders, who are all middlemen, middle people, people in the middle of the process that have to package, originate, close, and fund at a certain rate, take time and turn around and sell it off to the secondary market. The people that buy it in the secondary market, they don't want to buy it. So you're seeing rates go up. You're seeing locks get busted out. Again, I'm not making excuses for what's going on out there. I'm just telling you why it's going on out there. And it's a real tough situation. So um, anyway... Um, we do a little bit of uh, non-QM, not enough to um, have exposure to this. We honor our locks at PRMG, and uh, I'm sure those of you out there have noticed. But I will tell you, whether it's A-paper, non-QM, or whatever, extensions are not cheap. They cost a ton of money. So if you do not meet lock expiration deadlines, the coverage and the ability to sell these loans, even A-paper loans right now, are very expensive. So we are pushing really hard. Um, I send out internal messages to all 2,700 employees and I'm saying we have to meet closing dates. You have to meet lock expiration dates. There are no free lunches. There are no free extensions. The secondary market is cold, heartless, and unforgiving. Don't ever forget that. And you're seeing it right now in the non-QM market. And even with extensions, oh, I just need a day. I miss my 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 rate lock expiration. Sorry, that cost us 10000 20000 thousands of dollars. There's no free lunch right now. It's very brutal in the secondary market. So you got to make sure you get your deals done, close on time, and meet your lock expiration dates, or else you're going to pay the price. And that's just the reality of the secondary market. Anyway, uh, Bed, Lyle Brainerd, usually pretty dovish, um, did not get the confidence vote to take over for Fed Chairman Powell. Um, so she is speaking tomorrow, pretty important. On Wednesday, Fed meeting minutes come out from the Fed meeting last week. We're all watching the Fed. Are they going to land this thing softly? Are we going to have high inflation, or is the inflation going to come down? If it comes down in 2023, but we have slowing growth in 2022, does that cause a recession? Does that cause stagflation? I don't really know. But we're keeping our eyes on this stuff. In the meantime, before talking about recession, it's pretty damn busy. It's the middle of spring purchase season. Game on. I know everyone's packed. We had a humongous month last month. Locks are big for even a, a larger April. I know we're all busy right now. So let's make hay while the sun shines. From Costa Rica, Pura Vida. Cheers. Salud. You've been listening to KP Talks Dollars and Cents, a top-rated show for those who want to learn about the economy and mortgage environment. Tune in each week for more episodes, and please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
Kevin Perenio does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through KP Talks Dollars and Cents. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice. For more info, follow KP Talks Dollars and Cents on all of our social channels.